What surprised us more than anything else about Janet Fielding's air hostess costume? The amount of prestance. The amount of prestance she has the to click. The poor thing. <laughs> she's clicking forever. She she's, she gets bored even halfway she through. She starts this. clicking them in her bedroom, and she's still clicking them when she's in There's the There's hundreds room. in there. <laughs> but there was like, right, I'm going to go to the house, and then I'll, I'll be at the house. I escape from the house, then I'm going to go into the woods, and then you get captured, I'll get captured, you get captured, I'll escape. We'll go to the TARDIS, then we'll go back... Let's be honest, the new I like Doctor Who, the new you like Doctor Who, and they all thought we were weird. But our weirdness... Well, they were right about that. Yeah, they, do. they were very right. Welcome to the fourth episode of World Enough and Time. My name's Andy. And I'm Alex. And I'm thrilled today because I'm sat across a table from my co-podcaster, my sister... Alex, here Hi. in New Zealand. Yes! We're in New Zealand and it's so bright and sunny just like New Zealand is. No, it's been raining all day. No, it's bright and sunny. For We're in New Zealand. I blame Alex directly. Very rude. We've just escaped from an escape room, haven't we? We've done all the escape rooms that New Zealand has to offer. Yeah, three. Yeah. All told. We did a lovely Da Vinci Code one and we've also done a World War II one. And, and then there was and another horrific one. A horrific one based on the film The Hangover, which had... Sex toys and unnecessaries. Oh, no, we're a bit prudy when it comes to all that shenanigans, It wasn't we? fun. No. Don't want to touch that. No, no, we're not touching that. So, <laughs> I think we've got a bit of business to clear up before we carry on with this episode. Yep. And that business is around the fact that we had some interactive social media voting after our last episode. And this is relating to the heartthrob that is the war chief, yes. Edward Brayshaw. Yep. And we're all conclusively telling you that he is the most fancied man in the world. Is that what the Um, answer was? Not according to Twitter. I don't believe you. According to Twitter, he came third in a poll which also featured Jamie from Outlander in addition to Jamie from Doctor Who. Third place. You're all fools. I don't even understand you. I'm just pleased you supported Alex in this with her mental health issues around the, the war chief. And he remains in third place in people's hearts. Good. Uh, we also have to clear up the um, who won the best supporting character award in the, um, in the category of best supporting character in the war games. Um, and if you could just fill this moment while I find the fanfare, which isn't on my desktop. <laughs> fill it with what? I with can do words. anything. Oh, words. yes. I words can, yeah. pictures, not pictures. Uh, can I please audio. introduce the love of my life, <gasps> the, um, the man that allows me to podcast insanely, who supports me and everything, the Christy man. Christian, please say hi. Hello. <laughs> Good job. You did really well. Rare appearance then on the podcast yeah, that's it we don't let him speak again no because we fear he might have an opinion no an opinion too many no don't do it no. quiet please quiet at the back that fan- fanfare can only mean that we have results in as to who got into the best supporting character winning position between the war chief and general Smythe in the war games well we all know that the war chief is a god, so I'm guessing it was a foregone conclusion. Just need clarity. Yeah, ninety percent of the vote. Yes. 
10% to General Smythe, 90% went for the War Chief. So he may not be attractive to, to Joe Public, but he was regarded as the best supporting character. I think you are hiding behind your actual magnetic attraction to him and pretending you just enjoyed his acting skills. Yeah. You all Lust. loved him, but Lust you didn't want to tell us. Chief. That's what we've discovered. Okay, so with that cleared up, we can proceed into the episode proper. And you all know what we're going to start with. It is no less than... What? What does that even mean? That jingle, as we all know, Alex, means it's a quiz. It's a quiz! It's a quiz! It's a quiz! So after the phenomenal success of last episode where we had Megloss all made up. Well, I know. It was amazing. It was pretty good. The pleasure was huge. It was. This time we have a similar, a similar quiz in a similar vein, which is called Planet or Planot. Yes! Planet or Planot. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. All you have to do... I know, all the planets. All the planets. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell me whether it's a Doctor Who planet yeah. or a Doctor Who planot. <laughs> but all you have to say is planet or planot. I've got it. I've no, got there. it. I'm do you want absolutely you to explain there. anything more than that? No, planet or planot. I fear I don't. I feel I don't, rather. Okay, so planet number one yes. is Zonal. Oh, bollocks. Do you want so, me to spell it? Yes. Z-O-N-A-L. Okay, so have you used things that are other things that will resonate in my head just to confuse me? I may have done. You Quite have possibly. Done. Okay, so no, it sounds so not. Planot. Correct. Yes! The Planot. One point yes. to Ms. Harper. Ms. Right, Planet 2, or Planot 2. Zanak. Oh, that's definitely Planet. Oh, right, which, for a bonus point, can you tell me what... Doctor Who it's from. Say it again. Zanak. Isn't it to do with Armageddon Factor? No, am I really confused? No bonus points for you. Shit. You're doing so well. I was so you sure. You could have got more than ten points. Bollocks. Um, it, is from, it is actually the pirate planet, Zanak. Oh, see, I was in, yeah, I was in the Roman Advaratralunda area. You were. Planet or Planot 3. Mm-hmm. Xarius. Xarius. I know. So you've got an Alzarius. You've got an X something. <laughs> no. No, Planot. Oh, it's Planet. Shit. It's the planet in Colony in Space. No, that doesn't exist. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, it does. <laughs> As we all know, it does. So have you got any right so far? You got the first one right. Shut up. You I got two point. right. One point. I got Zanak. I just didn't get the freaking oh, story. Oh, yeah. You got two points. Okay. Don't dare. Stewards inquiry. Next one. Number four. Myra. Myra. M-I-R-A. Well, we all know she was quite vicious in Prisoner Cell Block H. <laughs> Prisoner Cell Block H. But is she a planet? <laughs> oh. She died in prison cell block H quite horrifically <laughs> during the Ruth Ballinger siege, showing that I know too much. No idea. Um, Myra, no, again, I'm going to go Planot. You are wrong. It's Shit! Planet. It's one, of the, it's one of the planets in the epically long, I was going to say epic, but it's not, epically long Dark <laughs> Master Plan. Uh, no, you shouldn't give me ones that aren't ones I've seen. I've already admitted to a lack of knowledge of missing episodes. So you've only got two points. I'll start docking points for rudeness as well. <laughs> the next planet is, or planet is, Chloris. 
Oh, that's a planet. For an, uh, true. For a bonus point, what story? It's got to be something relating to the garden. I feel like it would be something... Okay, it's going to be something either... Oh, something... Maybe Planet of Heverly or like... Maybe even something... The... The... The thing, thing. The, the ones with the wings. The ones with the wings. The web planet, or just something that involves for something the, gardening. The, for the listener, we're doing wing movements. <laughs> you don't realise that I'm doing wing movements every week. <laughs> you all, just don't all see the way them. The <laughs> you just see them now. Yeah. I don't know. Tell me where Cloris is. It's from the creature from the pit. Oh, see, it's a bit gardeny. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. knew it. I knew it. That's what Arato came for. Yes. By right, the next planet is LARP. L-A-R-P. That sounds like a Scottish island. Like Yell or fucking Oban. Planet or Planot? I'm still going Planot. No, it's a planet. Are these all planets? (laughs) Has there been ever any that are? Yes, oh no, it wasn't. Bollocks. But it's kind of a bit of a trick one, the LARP one, because it's only a planet. Planet. I'm going to say planet. <laughs> yeah. Because it's on the dial in Nightmare of Eden. Of oh, all the planets. that's There's just... a planet that they've put into the... Um, that's rude. Into the, what do you call it? What's the thing called? The, the thing. machine in Nightmare of Eden, which has all the planets yeah, on it. Yeah, the thing. The thing. Yeah. That thing. The, oh, what is it? The, in, the, the, Continuous event transmuter. That. Yeah. C-E-T. C-E-T. Thanks. The next planet, or planet, is Morian. M-O-R-R-I-A-N. I'm feeling like I'm doing really bad. Like, if you were to judge me based on this for Doctor Who knowledge, you'd say she's never seen it before. You've got four points so far. Good. Are you sure? Um, actually, you don't have a little pen and paper, so I feel like your guesses are wrong. Yeah, a little. Um, Morian. Oh, golly. Golly me. Plan... Planet! Planet? No! Planet. Oh, no! I made that one up entirely. You bastard! Yes. And now we have a PG certificate for the podcast. Um, the next one. Tar. <sighs> T-A. Stop it. Again, another Scottish island. Tar. Yell, LARP and tar. <laughs> we have now. We have yell. I know, but we would if yeah, we were doing we Scottish would, islands. Tar. You see that? You'd be. That's too audacious for you to make up just a TA. Is it? Is it? It's how I sign off most of my emails to people I like. You don't realise that you might be using a Doctor Who planet. I might be. I might actually sign off Doctor Who planet. Al. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Planet! Correct. Yes! The Space Pirates, 1969. Good. I knew it. All revolves around action. Knew it. Activities on the planet Tar. Okay. Penultimate one, Florana. Oh no, I do know that one. That's definitely a planet. Planet, yes, it's where the doctor's going to take. No, I'm not going to tell you. <gasps> you get an extra point. Oh, if you get it. Oh golly. Um, is it? Is it where he was going to take Sarah, and they end up on uh, planet of the Exelons? Yes. Yes. She wears a terrible bikini and then Awful. covers it in brown. Brown. Yes. Making a costume that's already bad. Badder. Yes. Yes, see, I remember. Yeah, you've got six points. And finally, can you make it to seven points? Mm, no. Jicker. Oh, for J-I-K-K-E-R. Jicker. Planet or Planot? You see, I think you'd be too embarrassed to make up a planet with that name. I mean, it's a shit name, isn't it's it? It's a terrible name. For that reason, 
<laughs> you are resident podcast photographer. We're Love being photographed it. at this moment. Um, planet. Planet. Oh, you were that rude. The planet Jicker. Oh, no. You horrible well, obviously man. Obviously not a planet. Obs. Six points. Six of the Queen's points. She's still recovering from President Trump at the moment, the Queen. But anyway, <laughs> six points to you, madam. Is that it? Is that it? That was the end of the quiz. Are you? Oh, no, I needed more warning. But hark, what doth come through yonder we've missed you she suits your shoulder now i see her oh no 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 don't press the buttons the button the wrong button was Kaliak, you are going mental that's because the Kaliak sat on the button on my laptop <sighs> get off stupid bird that's better Move back on the shoulder off, back on the shoulder, shoulder. Now, she's, now she's safe now. okay have you got anything new to tell us or are you a bit old newsy she has a scroll in her beak. If, yes. you, if you can unfasten it. I can't. Well, it's... I shall. <laughs> Thank you. She has news of a publication. Okay, what is, what is this publication? I cannot wait. Well, I don't know whether you know. Did you know that there's a year when the Doctor Who annual wasn't produced? I didn't know until this morning. <laughs> <laughs> until we had this conversation. <laughs> Amazingly, I think the Kellyak may have been listening. I think she's listening at Netherwinder. Is that where you get your news, Kellyak? Because that's really lame. <laughs> exactly. She needs to follow better news sources. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in 1972, there was no Doctor Who annual. And the, the brave people who do definitely do not work for world distributors, because that's who originally created these annuals. I can't remember what they call them. <gasps> that's I really bad for you. I don't know who they are. But anyway, they're lovely people. Kellyak, can you find that out for next time? Yes. Um, and they're producing the unofficial 1972 Doctor Who annual and um, people have been verily submitting stories for said annual which should be published at some I point I can't this year. wait I know if there's one thing that my life is missing it's the 1972 Doctor Who annual I know but do you know another reason why you should buy said said tome because uh, it will go with my decor nope try again it will be an interesting read. Yes, it will be for Good. one very particular reason. Yeah, tell me. I have a story in it. Yes! Called The Living Crystal. That commission, is amazing. Commission accepted. I have been illustrated. You, as in the real you. The, the real life you is allowed to, Andy to write your own things. A Doctor Who story with the Doctor and Joe and Unit. Yes, and it's very exciting. So I urge you to go out, rush out and buy it mm-hmm. once it's available. I, I think will. I have a Facebook page, the unofficial 1972 Doctor Who Oh, hug them. I know, bless. I love that. So um, I look forward to holding that in my little mitts and, mm. and reading it to my son at bedtime. And giving it to every one of your family for Christmas. Whether they want it or not. <laughs> I know. Randoms, just aunts and uncles that you've not spoken to in years, send it to them. She's getting a bit flighty. The crank. Yeah, she's. I think she's going. Hi. I think she's scared of Janet. Janet Fielding, who I've now met in the flesh. Janet Fielding, the cat. Doesn't she live up to her name? She's got a hankering for an airport. As soon as you look at her, she has got a hankering for an airport. <laughs> Bless.
worse. Jambalina Jambaloo! That's the other name for her, Jambalina Jambaloo, as I've discovered. I thought she was just called fully Janet Fielding, whether she was called for, but now I discover... Yeah. Jambalina Jambaloo is our... Full name. Friendly name. Yeah. We're now moving on. Two. Rewind. <gasps> the moment in our podcast in which we review an old Doctor Who story and say things about it. They may be good things, they may be bad things. This week, we have... Oh, God. The Visitation. Oh, God. Now then, I think Alex may be giving away how she felt about the Visitation. No, no. <laughs> it was we... just, I stubbed my toe. Oh, okay, just inadvertently at that moment. So we watched the visitation last night. We did, together, in a... To be honest, we were quite excited. Anything could happen. We had high hopes. We We, did. We knew the general backstory. We'd seen it at least three or four times before. I initially watched it when I was nine. I imagine it was around sort of February 82. Written by Eric Sayward, who, on the strength of it, I think became the script editor going forward. Gosh, they had slim pickings at the time, didn't they? And directed by Peter Moffat, who'd also done... State of Decay, and I think later did Five Doctors. Both quite outside. Wow. You know Five Doctors? I think. Good one. Unless I'm wrong. I think he did. I don't think you can give him that unless you know. I know. Um, so I can see in front of you, you have a set of notes. I do. I have none. Yeah. There was no notes to make. Okay, well, let's see what we think. <laughs> so I want to start by looking at the, the lovely preamble at the start of the story in which we met the father and the two... Oh, yeah. yeah. You see, uh, seen a set. There's things that can happen. Yeah. There's a girl who is excited by the lights in the sky. And I like the, I she, like the effects of the fireworks in the sky. Yeah, she talks to her dad in a way where she really likes him. He's a little bit rude because it's way back then and they speak to women in a slightly rude way. But he likes her. But it's John Safferdent playing the man as well. And that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the good. son is all... There's a bit of character there. He's annoyed with his dad for drinking too much. Very annoyed with his dad for drinking. Um, Almost surprisingly. They, they, they set the scene in a way that you think, I'm going to get along with these guys. They have thoughts. They have yeah. feelings. There's a whole plot about to unfold surrounding these interesting characters. But no! <laughs> Never to be seen again. <laughs> Because they're killed by... Don't even know what they're killed by. Are they killed by the pteranodactyl on no the android? No frickin' idea. No, I don't know either. It's just bizarre. I do like the scenes in which they show the empty um, manor house after their deaths, which is all empty. It's very Marie I Celeste. just thought they'd gone somewhere. I, it on wasn't holiday. clear. Maybe I thought they just a little trip to London. popped out. Because you don't see their dead bodies. They're all down at the shops, yeah. having a nice time. They yeah. may be back. It, there was no hideous decomposing bodies there was no scene of anger it was just oh they've gone yeah. i think we should just listen briefly to their demise at the hands oh, of let's. either the android or the pterodactyl papa what's happening papa take this would it be too obvious to say we are under attack but from whom Whatever that is. Our shot stopped its comrade on the stairs. But this one's in armour. Which at this range is useless. Come on, father, now! And we're back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Another thing that really struck me at the start of the story was all the talk in the TARDIS about the previous story. Yes, mmm. There's Mara. Mmm. Yes, still in my mind on Diva Loca. Yeah, no, they, I, I like a bit of continuation. We do need to know that we've continued on from somewhere. That's nice. We're all part of a season. I'm not angry with that. But it was an interesting chat. You don't learn anything more as a result of it. There's no... There's no further exposition. It's just on reminding the ad- on, you where you are. Yeah, but on the Adric front, you do get the fact that Adric always, always says, "Oh, you know, I'm in the wrong." And he has, he has, a, he has a line, doesn't he? Because he's told off for using the TSS machine, which I can't believe anyone would remember the name of from the previous week, and for hurting Aris. Even they even mention a supporting, not his Aris. <laughs> Aris. <laughs> I've always hurt me, Aris. <laughs> he says, "I can't do anything for anyone." Quite right, Adric, you can't. Mm. Nothing at all. No. But, um... He doesn't really um, make you want to like him anywhere further through the story either. No. So it's just the amount of exposition is, is quite odd. But without any joy, without any kind of interplay between them that shows a real caring or anything, it's just... For the purpose of showing you we are continuing in the season, we will give you some words. There's no... There's no cleverness. There's, it's all very formulaic and very dull. Yeah. How many times have I told you, Edric, not to interfere with... with things that you don't understand? I was trying to escape. In the TSS? You were lucky you didn't destroy the whole kinder tribe. I didn't realise it would be that difficult to control. That isn't the point. You should never have got into that unit. But as it turned out, no one was hurt. Apart from Aris. A flesh wound. Try to understand, Adric, because you get away with something, it doesn't justify it. I'm sorry. Next time you want to escape from somewhere, walk. Poor old Adric. Always in trouble. And I try so hard. So, those of you who who know this era well will know that Eric Sayward was responsible for um, loads of TARDIS scenes and continuity and extra bits any time when there's an extra TARDIS scene or, or a chat between Tegan and Adric or Tegan and Nyssa, it's probably an Eric Sayward scene put in as filler because he was just obsessed with this continuity. And, and I'm characters. all for a TARDIS scene. Yeah. I'm all for a happy bit of watching the Doctor and whatever companion he has at the time chatting on about life and having a bit of banter because it can be lovely. That can be what gives you the cosiness, but this just doesn't. There's no cosy, there's no extra layer, there's no love in there. It's all just desperately dull mm. yeah I can't deny that what surprised us more than anything else about Janet Fielding's air hostess costume the amount of prestance the amount of prestance she has the to click the poor thing <laughs> she's clicking forever she, even, she gets bored even halfway through she starts it. clicking them in her bedroom and she's still clicking them when she's in there's the console there's hundreds room. in there I think it's unfair to expect her to have to click that many prestance surely they could be placed in more specific spots and not have so many <laughs> I think we've got a preview voice clip for the episode right there. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to make a, a, an argument for the fact that there is a bit of depth in, and perhaps once only in the entire thing, and that is Nyssa is perceptive enough to realise that Tegan doesn't really want to go, and her anger is about with Doctor about, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah that hid, the slight hidden layer in thought processes, but yeah, but... It's oddly done. It, yeah. I I think it, if any of what Tegan had 
said or done had alluded to that, I would have felt like a yeah. bit more on board with Nyssa. But yeah, it was a it was a nice observation, but it came from nowhere. Yeah, it did. Like Tegan didn't do anything to make you think that she wanted to stay. She was just grumpy and wearing an air hostess outfit. And I and, think it's quite odd that the doctor apologizes to her because he's for what you know. It's like it's just the TARDIS ended up somewhere different. It always does that. Yes. Anyway. Um, Is that it? Is that the only insightful thing that happened in the episode? I like the line in which Tegan said that he, she, he, um, that the Doctor talks a lot about Guildford. But that wasn't <laughs> when the Terra Levelton asked him where, asked her where the Doctor came from. And she said he talks a lot about Guildford. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but I quite like that. Okay. Who is this man? Who said that? Answer my question. The doctor. And where is this doctor from? He's never told us. He likes to be mysterious, although he talks a lot about uh, Guildford. Do you think that's where he comes from? You are being a very stupid woman. That isn't a very original observation. Um, moving on to, um, they come out of the TARDIS, oh, God. the villagers. We're still there. Can we tell, tell me about the villagers? Because I, I don't I don't even know. Are they under the control of the Tyroleptils? Are they scared about the Black Death? They're just up a tree and down a tree and playing with fires. And I don't get them. I don't know why. I don't know what's Oh, and going. there's the um, air marshalling, isn't there? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. I did feel that the guy up a tree could have been just planning for his job in about 300 years at Heathrow Airport, air marshalling his way forward. But <laughs> I think he does like a bit of left and right with his arms, but it didn't no. help anyone, didn't no. help the villagers, didn't help me. Right, tell me what you thought about Richard Mace, played by Michael Robbins. OK, I remember reading The Visitation. Oh, right. I did, I read it. Um, and I remember really liking him. I remember the joy he brought to the story that... But to be honest, as a target book, I did quite enjoy it. It was quite fast-paced, it was plotty, um, and it worked. And you can't tell how dull the characters are <laughs> in the book. So I was preparing to like him, but he was... Yes, he had lots of florid lines, and that was kind of fun-ish, but he was the only character, and he was not... He wasn't enough. If this was on your wrist, you'd have lost control over your mind by now. A nonsense, sir. That glow is a conjuring trick. I'm a man of the theatre. I'm not impressed by trickery, however clever it is. Well, this is a trick you won't see done for many a day. That's what happens when you discharge a power pack. How does this android, as you call him, come from another world? There are no other worlds. Any fool knows that. Why are Earth people so parochial? But what about all the other stunning three-dimensional characters that the visitation provides us with? You've got the miller. You've got the, the head man. The head man. You've got the poacher, yeah. is it, with the um, arrow? Yes, he was a poacher. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it really shows how what a lack of Death. secondary characters there were. There was just no one to yeah. talk about or to have any kind of convo with. It was just... Because like, the only other proper speaking part is the pterodactyl, because the android doesn't talk. No. Yeah, no, Richard Mace, I liked how Henry Gordon Jago he was. He really did kind of yeah. over-enunciate everything. He was very over the top. Um, it wasn't enough, and I didn't really like him. 
He just he wasn't likable. No. I like a a good over the top character, but he he didn't do it for me. Um, but I may, I might have just been in a bad mood. I don't think I was, but it just nothing popped out as fun or interesting. You didn't you didn't want to hug him. You didn't want to say, oh, he's a good chap. You just was like, oh yeah, he's another bit of nothing here in this very dull story. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Say what you mean. Um, I liked his costume very much. I yeah, I'll give you that. I, if I was to take myself out of my current self away from this, and have a little bit of Doctor Who in the background with a greenery and people wearing middle-aged costumes, the whole costume side of it was lovely. Like I know I would have enjoyed that enough on, on its own when I was younger. I would have just seen men in middle-aged costumes in greenery thinking this is amazing because that's all I ever needed costumes were good costumes do not a story make and yeah they had the costumes down pat well done whoever the costume designer was but that is so not enough um Adil Dix Moreau well done Adil Dix Moreau (laughs) seems unlikely a name doesn't it um I also thought it was quite remarkable how much Richard Mace and Nissa looked similar as they were walking along. <laughs> no, that's kind of unimportant. With the bouncy hair. And they're walking along, how her hair bounces quite a lot. Quite Richard Mason. I didn't see that. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely. She's always a bit, I don't know, bouncy. Um, rubbish first episode ending. Oh I my don't word. I remember it. It was the wall. Oh! Where are you, Doctor? There's a wall. There's a wall. There's a wall. The this is deep peril. Where's he gone? Doctor? Doctor! Doctor! And other things I didn't like. (laughs) Sorry, it is going this way. The plan that the only way to destroy the android is with this sonic booster that will take three episodes to make and is the only possible way of destroying an android provided it is right next to the sonic booster that you have built oh is this nissa moving a bit of unnecessary um machinery around the tardis oh god it was yeah um she moved that for a long time. She started <laughs> moving time. and she carried on moving and then she ended moving and then did she, she rearranged her bedroom. Oh, she did that. Let's move the bed. Why? Why did we, she need to move? Uh, the honestly, bed? I felt like I was watching the house doctor. It was very <laughs> strange. She was just moving bits of valance and bits of bedpost in a way. Sitting that, down for rest. Yes, it's tiring work. Yeah. But this was all presupposing that the android would actually come to the TARDIS. Or I thought, well, if I didn't know that the android would turn up later, I would think we'd have to take the TARDIS to the manor house in order to kill the android. But that wasn't the plan. It was just sitting there and waiting for the android, which might never have found the TARDIS in the woods. I must admit, I didn't really care. Like, there was no (laughs) investment at that point. I just thought, oh, God, what is happening and why? And there's no reason, there's been no explanation for any of this. I think, to sum up, I know we're not summing up yet, but to sum up how we We felt... We need to sum up fairly soon. (laughs) It was... But there was like, right, I'm going to go to the house and then I'll, I'll be at the house. I escape from the house. Then I'm going to go into the woods and then you get captured. I'll get captured. You get captured. I'll escape. We'll go to the TARDIS. Then we'll go back. 
it was just like it was the complete um, escape to danger scenario. Can I tell you the bit that I liked? Tell me the bit you liked. I'd love to tell you. So, I don't know if you remember. I think you might. Back in the day when I was 11 and you were... Older. Older. Yeah. (laughs) 19. Rude. (laughs) I had some friends at school who, let's be honest, they knew I liked Dog 2, they knew you liked Dog 2 and they all thought we were weird. But our weirdness... Well, they were right about that. Yeah, they do. They were very right. But they found that entertaining because back then people didn't like Doctor Who and people weren't overtly weird. People used to hide their weirdness under a bushel, perhaps. Under <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> um, But they used to come to our house because they kind of got past that and they were like, okay, she's kind of weird, but she's quite fun. Um, and so they'd come to our house and we'd play murder games. And oh my goodness, our murder games were the best. I don't really remember. Oh, you were, you, okay. You used to come up with the most amazing, imaginative murder mysteries. Okay. Um, but obviously you were every character because you were the only one who knew what was going on. Obviously. We were solving the murder mystery. Um, but obviously if you were all the characters, you were the good people and the bad people. But that gave you immense power because you could be a good person. You could be like, oh, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you all the clues you need. And then suddenly you could turn around and say, but I'm the murderer. <laughs> and oh my goodness, they were the most terrifying words I can ever imagine. And I beyond anything remember... We had a window that went between oh. our living room to the conservatory oh, that was like an up high window. It wasn't a full length <laughs> window that you'd have to jump up on and then jump through. Um, and I remember at one point I was up on the window and I think it was Debbie Target. or it could, I think it was Debbie Target who was behind me. And you suddenly did your, <gasps> and I'm the murderer. And she was so Frickin' terrified that she pushed me through the window and Ellie died the other side. But I was I was taken back there when Adric was jumping up through the window, yeah. that leaded window that was very similar. And I was just like, that's me! And he's about to run there and say he's the murderer. And so I guess in a very tenuous link there, that, that was, was the bit of joy. Moment. It was I, I used to love that moment as well, actually, in the story. Um I also like terrifying you and your friends, obviously. But um, I really did enjoy that moment just because of the peril of the fact that there was a ledge that you had to get through the window from. Yes, it wasn't easy. And I remember the repeat. I remember waiting for that moment thinking, I like that moment. (laughs) Glad that was in it still, which of course it would be. Hurry! It's stiff. You were boasting of your strength a few minutes ago. Get on with it. Jump! Go, 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 all right now! you realize this means i've surrendered but um yeah shame that that's all we've got to go on <laughs> another thing i liked let's talk about things we liked in the visitation oh, God. i liked the unnecessary bit of business to do with the fact that the pteroleptal would get kept getting irritated with the villagers because they weren't able to focus their minds in order, in order to report what yeah, there was. Yeah, he was like annoyed with the bad reception. He yeah. was like, focus your thoughts. Sort your thinking out so I can hear what you say. I mean, I get it. I get really annoyed when my kids are quiet and I can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. But still, it's not really their fault. It's mind control. Come on. But I thought be that, was like, that was an interesting layer because in the story that damn well needs the layers, at least it was something extra that wasn't necessary. Yes, I I do. Um, Other things that were weird, though, back on the um, 
downward spiral. Yeah. The fact that there was that buried ship. We liked the look of the buried ship in the um, landscape, didn't we? The, the big ship. A buried ship. Yeah, sorry. I was like, what's a buried ship? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they spoiled it because later on, they have to escape out of the back of the ship with the Which explosion. It didn't exist because you can see it goes straight down. There was yeah. no back of a ship. No. There was no way of them out of there. They would have to be underground like moles digging away. Yes, they weren't. No, so that didn't work. Um, what else? I've got one really oh, yeah. wonderful note that I had because I found my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this note, but that's just because I, I find yeah. myself funny. Um, I've got three drug addicts in a ring, tra la 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 la. So does this relate to the pteroleptals? Breathing in, whatever that gas is called. See, where I work, I um, I work next <laughs> tell, to... Tell the listeners. Can I? Um, I? About two doors down is something that people in Auckland seem to find really acceptable and cool. And it's like a, a shisha bar. And basically, the outside, it's just got lots of down and outs, essentially, just smoking shisha. And it's kind not, of strange. Okay. No, but it just... It, <laughs> seeing the pteroleptals... <laughs> The shisha pteroleptals just brought me there straight away. They looked a bit down and out. Yeah. They looked a little bit not quite right. And they were about to sing tra-la-la-la-la, I feel. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah. I think we must spend a few more minutes on our trick. Fuck. <laughs> a few oh, really more minutes on our trick. Some of my favourite Adric moments. I've got three moments I want to share with you. Uh, uh, in addition to I can't do anything for anyone. One of my favourites was his pronunciation or the way he delivered the line. Why is the doctor never around when you want him? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda. Is that the another Kung one? Kung Fu Panda. The kicking the android in the arse with his so foot very strange. badly as he went to the TARDIS. No. If, if any possible android could be taken by a slight tap in the bottom from Adric's very ineffective foot. Soft cotton based foot. Yes. <laughs> That would not propel me into a TARDIS. Let's talk about his strength a bit long, a bit further, because my favourite Adric moment was when he claims to be stronger than Steve, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen the Tegan. Really? When they were in the cell, and he was trying to pull, they were trying to pull at the thing above the door, and she was, he was like, "Let me try, I'm stronger." And when you're thinking, "No, no. Tegan's way stronger," yeah. than she'd have you in any fight. <laughs> any fight <laughs> ever. <dead>. Even my <laughs> Janet Fielding would be Adric in a fight. And then at one point, he also says. I don't think she likes me very much. Yeah. <laughs> like, Incisive. Incisive. Well done, Adric. <laughs> Correct. If only you knew that applied to everyone in the world mm. ever. I'd like to also draw attention to Sarah Sutton's ability to break the fourth wall regularly mm. throughout the story. It did smack of inability to act more than a real kind of getting to know the audience in a clever <laughs> way. It was just more, oh shit, I'm not supposed to look there. Crap, I'll look the other way. At like least she, twice. But, at least twice. Like, I, I, I remember loving her. She was beautiful. Like, she was yeah, the absolute amazing. epitome of beauty when she I was. was younger. But she really, she had so many opportunities to just make this role a bit more interesting. And, and she just looked gormless throughout. She just would be like, mm, yeah. And she'd look off into the distance and do, mm, yes, I'm thinking something. But nothing ever came out of the thinking. I quite like her exhaustion after she destroyed the android. After Wasn't that episodes. just from all the moving the furniture? Yes, that's probably more to do with furniture <laughs> removal than android destruction. Yes, I'll give you that. Um, can we talk about confused archaeologists? Can we? Yeah. So, what's more confusing? What's more confusing for archaeologists? 
finding the remains of a pterodactyl gun, which they wouldn't find because the great, they were at the epicenter of the Great Fire of London, mm. or the fact there's a whacking great pterodactyl ship just sitting in the middle of the countryside. I mean, that's a problem. Don't you don't you travel there and destroy it before no. you leave? You no, leave clearly yeah. that's unimportant. Or the giant pterodactyl complex lab underneath the manor house. Yeah, no, that's unimportant. As long as you get rid of those files of little bits of diseasedness, okay. then you're fine. All done. Now, last week I asked Alex a question about when we were doing our War Games podcast about what they felt, what she felt about the overall plan <laughs> of the people who were the aliens in the War Games. Um, what did you think about the Terrellet? Well, I feel plan? like I did the the War Games aliens a disservice because I'm sure there was more forethought than there was with the Terrellettals. I'm still very confused. I don't know <laughs> what they were planning. I very much doubt they had one. I think it was just more along the lines of. Let's continue talking. Like, there was no actual end. It yeah. was just, let's do a thing. Let's well, it was to do with plague, wasn't it? And it was to do with the rats. Why? Because there was plague anyway, wasn't there? There was plague anyway. And also, as we now know, the rats didn't spread the disease. Yes, tell us about real history. Can real we history. We've got our history correspondent well, in the room. Well, obviously. <laughs> tell us about the history. Well... <laughs> If we all follow I fucking love science, which I think we all do, we do. why would we not? Why not? Then we know actually that the model that is most likely for the spreading of the Black Death was in fact humans. The humans with the fleas were more likely to have created that type of movement of disease, which we now know, the than the rats itself. But I thought it was all in fabric and stuff. It was the frickin' humans. They it lived was on the, the humans. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Gosh. There you go. The scales have fallen from my eyes. Haven't they? Yeah. Um, Can you say also what you felt about the Great Fire of London reveal at the end of the episode? That's all that I had remembered in previous watches. And that makes me think that I was a very stupid human. Because all I ever wanted was that punchline. And I, was, I remember being so proud when like, you'd hear people talk about moments in history. I'd be like, yeah, that was the Doctor. I knew it. Peter Davison actually started yeah. that. I, I knew. Yeah. And I was so proud of the whole Pudding Lane, yes, no, it was the Doctor thing. And, and they even used, I was listening to A Big Finish recently, and Evelyn talks about who started the Great Fire of London in a very all-we-all-know kind of a way. But really, that is all that happens in the story. It's just one big lot of wandering around for a <laughs> Pudding Lane punchline. It's just yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. So, yes, it was a punchline. Well done. Without that, we'd have had nothing. But really, with that, we had a tiny bit of something. Yeah. Doctor, shouldn't we have helped put out the fire? We are partially responsible. I have a sneaking suspicion this fire should be allowed to run its course. How do you mean? I'll explain someday. It was just a throwaway. Oh. Yeah. But as you said, when I was younger, I was like, oh my God, I lived off that for it at least huge. a week. I yeah. was like, that's amazing. And that it just that's made the, the fact of yeah. what happened. And you could tell everyone, oh, I actually know what and started did at school. London, you I told them, and I was did so you, like, you idiots. Yeah. How do you, did not, you know? not know that? Yeah, Terraleptals, you twats. Idiots. Um, and that leads me on to this sort of idea that the memory cheats. I think that when I watched it, when I was a kid, definitely that year, 
it was it was a toss up between the visitation and Earthshock as to what was the best story of that season. Mm. Um, as you know, I recently moved house. I do know. We all know. It's beautiful. He's going to post pictures soon. <laughs> and I looked through. I just sat for a minute when I was meant to be packing, looking through old Doctor Who magazines, and there was season survey results from 1982 of what then viewers and then subscribers of Doctor Who was it Doctor Who Monthly probably then what they thought about the stories of that season. I used to eagerly await what the other fellow fans felt about the stories. And that year, um, the first, first most popular was Earthshock, of course. Mm. But the Is that because everyone was so excited that he died? No, I think it was the fact that the Cybermen were back. They were oh, like, hooray. Okay. Second was the visitation of that whole series. Fools, all of you. Now, what, what you think would be last would be Time Flight. No, last is Kinder, which is now... Kinder's the best. Ridely regarded as the best of that stories, those set stories. Time Flight wasn't even sixth or fifth. It was fourth. What happens in Time Flight again? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> Can we not make that the next one we watch? No, we won't watch Time Flight next. I, I make that a, a solemn... I really do apologise because I do like Doctor Who. I'm not against Peter Davison. I'm not against no. so many stories. I don't feel like there's one season that is better than another and that there is not a bit of value in everything. But God, that was dull. I've really not enjoyed any of the visitation. Um, and I, I'm really quite easy to please, yeah. I feel. All I want, all I need is a little bit of characterization little bit of a conversation between people who might have an interesting idea. And there just was none of that. And the plot was so questionable. <laughs> it was. I was really surprised because I actually chose it. It was like, I know we'll be sitting in New Zealand. I'll be sat with Alex and we'll yeah. watch a story and it'll be really cosy. And I immediately thought of the woods and the TARDIS. Yeah. And... I did feel a little bit like you must hate me, being no. as that was your choice. Because I was as disappointed. As disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't quite believe that it was so walkie aroundy for no good reasony. Mm. Yeah. No good reasony. <laughs> That's the worst. the worst thing. Yeah. Thank fuck. Oh no, there was no one. <laughs> but as you know, the rule now is to throw this open to our wide Twitter, wide Twitter audience to find out who is the best supporting character. So let's just work out who is in the category first. Okay, of all. so. I'm going to go with um, Pteroleptal number two. <laughs> is, that the red, is that the red one, the Disco Pteroleptal? Disco Pteroleptal, yeah. The blue yeah, one no, who he... fights the Doctor. The, oh. the one that carries me in the door and there's the blue one that fights the Doctor. The one who just snorts drugs like that's all he's ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so should we go for main Pteroleptal, red Pteroleptal and blue Pteroleptal? But what about Richard Mace? I don't think he even makes it. <laughs> he had all that plot. He had all of that possible... He had all the words, really. What about the miller? Oh, Headman. <laughs> Headman. Headman worked really make hard. Make a play for Headman. Headman. He had so many opportunities. I and mean, he had one opportunity, and he, he went for it. Yeah. He just wasn't picked <gasps> back up. What about the um, the servant on the stairs at the start of the story? Servant on the stairs. The servant on the stairs. No, I, I like the girl's ringlets. ringlets. Surely that should be enough for a plot. Okay, so I, I think we've decided quite yet, but when you see the Twitter poll, you will know what to do. <laughs> You'll know. Don't vote. Re- that's the thing. <laughs> no. Abstain through <laughs> making a point that the visitation is rubbish. No. I want you all to vote and to enjoy voting as you do so. 
I think that's perhaps all that we have time for. There's nothing more to say. <laughs> this episode of World Enough and Time. I hope you don't feel too distressed if you like the visitation. Actually, if you do feel distressed, I would urge you to watch it again and see that we are right. No, but please <laughs> tell us why. I'm Honestly, I'm keen to know because there was part of both me and you that have seen this many times before and thought it's quite good. Yeah. Why? Was it our presence, each of us together, going actually no? No, because we, we, didn't, we, sit there and expectations? Com- we didn't sit there and comment during it. No, it was. Yeah, I don't know. It was just quite. I dull. think it was just the lack of level. Yeah, it was just so basic. And had I been eight, I think I probably would have got a lot of pleasure from it. Yeah, as I did when I was nine when I first saw it. Mm. Yeah. Moving around the woods is all you need. Yeah, indeed. All you need is. Walking around the woods. All you need is walking around the woods, yeah. On that bombshell. (laughs) It's not, is it? No. I think it's time to say goodbye. Um, Yes. It's been glorious being here, doing recording this in Auckland. If only you'd chosen a good story. Yes, exactly. We may have to remedy that before I Yes, quickly. Yes. So, um, thank you very much for listening. And we will be in your ear holes again... Very soon. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye.